This is Jason. And this is Renee. You are listening to The Good Samaritan, where we get to shed some light on the positives. If you know a Good Samaritan, let us know. Give us a call at 865-242-4267. That number again, 865-242-4267. Today we have Keelan Martin with Unchained Motivation here with us. Um, Keelan, we thank you very much for being with us today. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. And want to know, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your history leading up to what you're doing now? Ooh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I, I guess the history kind of starts with um, just kind of how I grew up. And, um, you know, I didn't grow up in like in the roughest of neighborhoods, but there were some, you know, some things I could have got involved in easily um, just with being, you know, drugs and, you know, premarital sex, things like that. Um, we didn't have a like, uh, we didn't have a lot of, I wouldn't say, um, well, like we didn't have bad parents, but, you know, just, you know, nowadays, well, back then we used to go outside, run around, you know, ride your bikes, play basketball, stuff like that. So we didn't have like a lot of social media. So of course you were left up to your own devices a lot. And sometimes one things, you know, lead to others. And, um, you know, that kind of, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. I guess I can say a little bit growing up just simply because I got involved with a lot of the wrong people growing up, um, you know, got into, uh, selling some marijuana and, you know, underage drinking and going to parties and stuff like that. I was still in high school. Um, but I did have, um, you know, enough sense growing up to where I wanted something a little bit more. Um, I think, um, a couple of youth, youth pastors had a lot to do with that, uh, which I didn't go to church a lot either, um, in high school. So, uh, we had this, um, thing called campus life that, um, they used to come to our school and minister to us. And then on Thursdays we'd go over and we'd, you know, sing songs, do devotion, have food, stuff like that. Um, so even though it wasn't something I thought that was major at the time, it definitely played a lot of my influence, um, and how God orchestrated, um, me leaving that community. Cause I understood that if I were to stay where I was, it was either jail time, um, you know, death, you know, something along those lines. Um, so I, you know, uh, moved to Clarksville, Tennessee, and of course, got into more trouble there in college. So, um, you know, I met uh, the, the woman that I had married, and we I actually moved to Knoxville. And, um, you know, again, uh, the story continues. There's so much that goes into my background, but um, it all led up to um, 2018 was where I got the, the vision for um, Unchained Motivation. It didn't have a name at the moment, but uh, what I do in Knoxville, I'm a... Um, I'm a health and fitness uh, transformation coach. So that's what I do is I work with people and um, help them transform uh, their health and their bodies and get them into a good place emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever. Even if they don't believe in Christ, um, I still try to you know get them on another level of self-awareness. I think that's where transformation starts. Uh, but then I got to a point in like latter, uh, the latter days of 2018 where... Um, God was really dealing with me on some issues and, you know, I, I wanted the biggest gym. I wanted to be the best personal trainer and God was like, there's more to you than that. And I just think, um, fitness was a stepping stone for, um, getting me to work with different people, all types of personalities, different backgrounds. So, you know, I just had like the revelation. I was like, God, I don't know what you're doing, but, um, I'll, I'll follow you. And, uh, that led to me actually just stopping boot camp entirely. Um, <laughs> I stopped it entirely and I, start getting up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and literally just going, you know, right into the Word of God every morning. And it started to build things in me um, that I didn't know that were there. Uh, but also that also led to um, me going out and speaking in different places. Uh, started speaking more at church, start speaking in um, other churches. And um, 
during that time, I was really starting to discover what God had put in me. And that was just a gift of uh, people mastery and just talking to people and um, getting them to believe themselves and elevating them to another higher version of themselves. And that's something that I've noticed that God has really been working with me uh, with. But I've always been great with uh, teenage kids as well. And so um, we started getting a lot of uh, feedback um, on uh, I guess like the the media about um, teen suicide and drugs and um, you know and and again premarital sex all the things that I dealt with growing up and I was like well somebody's got to put a stop to it or at least try to you know put a dent in it somewhere um, so hence where um, Unchained Motivation uh, came along and um, I was blessed to be working in the media booth at my church and um, they've supported me since day one I just said hey this is really you know burning inside of me what do you guys think and they're like you know we're on board no questions asked so. <laughs> yeah, so that's all we have. That is yeah. so awesome. It really is. Praise God for yeah. letting you do that and you yeah. being obedient enough to step out and do that work. Um, so follow-up questions on that then. So uh, you started off in Nashville, uh-huh. correct? That's where you grew up. Of course, very populated area, fairly diverse right. area in some way. Um, how would you say that influence has carried over into what you're doing with Unchained Motivation and the ministry that you're involved in? Um, good or bad influences. Either or. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start with the bad. I just know some things that I dealt with as a teen. Um, I grew up without a dad. So um, a lot of my self-worth I felt was wrapped up into him. And then not having him being there totally left me like in the wind with my identity. Um, so growing up listening to you know to rap music and hanging around certain guys growing up, um, most of us grew up without dads. So pretty much our dads, our leaders were, you know, uh, Tupac Shakur, uh, Biggie, Eminem, you know, those, those guys, um, <laughs> NWA. Um, and, and so there's a lot of that still going on, too, where you see, um, you know, middle school, teenage kids mm-hmm. trying to mimic rappers, um, trying to live, I guess, what you call a thug life. And that, that's not them. Um, they, they have no clue, um, you know, what that life even entails or what it is. Mm-hmm. So they're following something. It's the blind leading the blind, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So if you both fall in the ditch, who pulls who out? Yes, I believe that's the question Jesus said. You know, <laughs> yeah, so it's like who pulls who out, you know, and you're, you're following these people into a land of nowhere. And I followed them until, you know, I got into some some trouble. You know, um, you're talking fights and, um, you know, just being promiscuous growing up. I mean, it just wasn't it wasn't who I wanted to be. Even though I pretended that it was cool and it was fun. It really wasn't. Nobody enjoys waking up living next to a stranger. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. that that's just um, I would say that's a lot of the bad is you waste a lot of time without knowing who you are or what you're capable of or even what you're created to do. I think that's one of the biggest um, things that kids face is they don't have an identity. So anybody can be your your identity. And you grow up and it's not until you're 30 or 40 where you realize you've been a shell of yourself your entire life. Um, good influences. Um, I believe that, again, um, I've had certain uh, God is where he was very instrumental in placing um, certain you know people in my life. And uh, Jim and Melanie Weber, they were the head of a uh, you know, youth um, uh, campus life at the time. Uh, I think now they're with um, Touchstone Youth Services. Uh, and I actually still met with them um, over the summer. Uh, they're very phenomenal people. Uh, I reached back out to them. I was like, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing now. Um, here's what God's doing with my life. And um, they even had me come and talk to the youth there like back in June, uh, which is really cool because we end up being like right above the NF concert. So <laughs> or they were filming for a video, I guess. But um, but, yeah, they were very um, they were very great people. Um, they were very instrumental in uh, teaching me about Christ. We went on retreats. Uh, I think uh, I want to say it was um, close to Lookout Mountain. I can't remember the name of it, but we did camping trips and stuff like that. Aww. 
Um, there was um, Bethel Church of the Nazarene. Uh, There's a bunch of us middle school guys. We only were going to church so we could play basketball and eat nachos. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why we went. But however, um, you know, they, they really, really tried. You know, they really tried reaching out and they're picking up a, you know, bunch of hood kids, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a bunch of toilet humor and bad jokes on the bus. But uh, they tolerated it. You know, um, they really loved on us. And they're, they're just people that I remember. Um, so I do have those people in my life that, you know, I remember growing up. They were very instrumental. I think those are seeds that God was very strategic in planning, um, you know, because relationships are everything. And um, now I don't know where um, Troy and his dad are, but I still keep in touch with uh, Jim and Melanie. And uh, they're very special people to me. So they're, I would say they have a very big hand in who I am right now. So, yeah. That's awesome. What led you into the ministry? Uh, ministry period. Um I would say I just I I got tired of, again, being like like that guy. Um, And I think a lot of us come to a point in life where uh, we fall short and sometimes we'll keep allowing that um, that falling um, as long as we can keep getting away with doing uh, mediocre things and uh, just living subpar. I I think we're content with it until, um, you know, God's like, you know, okay, it's, it's time to it's time to move on from from this particular spot. And, um, you know, like I, w- I think it was 2012 ish was kind of like my, my wake up call. Um, I used to had I had bad battles with, uh, you know, like pornography and things like that, like super bad. Um, but um, God led me to a place where he was like, OK, I'm going to have to leave you here and I'm going to have to let your consequences figure you out. You know, um, you know, w- whatever you're going to do in dark will be exposed. And, you know, I'm going to leave you to that. And that's that's kind of how I took it. And um, in the works of uh, right now, I'm in the works of you know putting together a book called uh, called Kill the Chaos. And a lot of it speaks of like internal conflict. And the only reason why I got started in ministry, because I was literally fighting with the other person. You know, there's always flesh and spirit wrestling within right, us. Right. And I got to a point where I got tired of fighting my, my, my flesh side. You know, yeah. um, God was speaking and I was trying to suppress it. And, you know, and I think it's just for fear of not being accepted. Um, thinking like if I follow Christ, you know, like what is there left? Like, what is this life? And I think. We all have that fear of living up to expectations um, because we don't like to disappoint. Um, and it's so much easier to go along with the world and what they do right. uh, versus stepping out from the crowd and say, you know what, I want to be different. And I, I dealt a lot with internal conflict, um, you know, like like who is this guy that like God is calling me to be uh, again that I, I didn't know. And you're talking about almost, you know, taking, you know, six whole years for the revelation of, you know, who, who Christ has called me to be. And that that's been one of the hardest things, um, you know, because when I first started going to church, like I, I was just playing church, you right. know, um, I, I showed up on yeah. Sunday. I sung the songs. I raised my hands. I went to Bible study. Um, but was I really committed? Those were questions that I was really dealing with. And, you know, again, when you're like trying to be married and you're trying to do that, like a lot of that stuff finds you out because I think we take it so for granted that when we go to the altar and we say, you know, God, I follow you. I'm giving you my life. That's, that's, you know, we don't have it written on paper, but that's, that's signed in blood. You know, right. <laughs> you, yeah, you said that you, yeah, you said that you were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's time to live it out. Now it's time to walk it. And yeah. we all come to that crossroads where, okay, now it's time to put up or shut up. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I flunked that test like in the first three years um, that I said I was going to you know, follow Christ. However, 
um, I got to a point where, um, you know, I was, you know, I'd almost lost my marriage at that point. And I go, from, you know, from that point to, she knows, <laughs> but I go from that point to, you know, to, to being this, you know, this guy in church that everybody loved and looked up to, to, you know, to almost lose my family, to, you know, sleeping in my car, to sleeping in random hotels. Wow. Like I was virtually homeless at that point, had no money. Um, I, I'd even contemplated suicide at one point. So there was a lot that was going on um, internally that. Um, I didn't know how to deal with. And it wasn't until I had a conversation with God where, um, you know, there were things happening. And um, I used to be that very immature guy, again, because I didn't know how to be a man where, um, you know, I was literally like, if you did me wrong, I want to I want to get you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and God said, you know, if if you really want to change, if you really want to grow, um, you can't retaliate every time something doesn't go your way. So he says, um, you know, you just have to let it ride. So whatever happens from here, just trust in me to, to, you know, that I'll take care of it and I'll handle it. But I don't want you worried about um, focusing on your family. I don't want you worried about focusing on your wife. I know they're important, but they don't exist without me. So unless you fix your family for me, um, they're, they're only here because I'm here. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. and unless you get that right with me, they they they, they will, they'll leave you and you won't be, you know, you won't be a husband or a father. You won't be either of them. So honestly. It got to the point where, uh, you know, uh, and it's funny um, <laughs> to tell the tape because it's funny because even then, in order for me to get to a point of where I was hearing from him clearly, um, there were a bunch of other details where I couldn't go to work. Um, I was kind of um, condemned to be at the house because I had like a broken foot. They wouldn't allow me to work. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to literally get up and I was reading every man's battle and I read the Bible and I did praise and worship. That literally lasted two to four hours every morning, every wow. morning, every day. And because um, I was I was completely broken, had nowhere to go, um, nothing to look forward to. And God was like, if you really want this relationship with me, you got to show me. And I didn't broadcast it. I didn't put it on social media. I didn't make it known what I was doing every morning. It was literally my time with him every morning. Yeah. And um, that that is what really led me to um, going back into ministry. So um, even though um, the entire church knew what I was doing, um, infidelity wise, they knew, but I still came. That was the hardest thing. Um, I felt the shame. I felt um, like so dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got to a point where it's like, you know, God, I, I just don't care. You're all I have. And I, I literally was in a room full of people, but still felt like I was by myself. But that was my own thinking. Um, I had a wonderful, um, you know, uh, wonderful leaders like the elders and deacons pray for me. They knew what I was going through. Um, they were there at the altar with me almost every Sunday. They prayed me through. Um, they you know, come to me and say, you know, I'm proud of you. It was a true brotherhood from there. And that, that was one thing to help me heal. And, um, you know, from there is like, I just, I just showed up to serve. I didn't do it for anybody else, but God. And, um, it's been that way ever since. So, um, that's what really has like turned my heart, my mind toward ministry was understanding that is it wasn't about show. It wasn't about the church. It wasn't about the people in the church. It was for Christ and Christ alone. And that was the thing that really turned my mind and my heart toward him. And and since then, it's like, okay, again, that's always a challenge. Like, let's take it to another level. You know, we're past the milk now. Uh, let's get on the meat. So, <laughs> all right. So that's um, that's really what turned my, my, my heart to ministry. And then, of course, like I said, it's just been, I'm just trying to pay it forward. 
So that's very yeah. admirable, and it is it's it is hard. It's a struggle, you know, to put God first and to know that everything else will fall into place, you know, when when you do put God first. But yeah, it's it's easier said than done because uh, mm-hmm. you you still have a real enemy to fight. You do. Um, he likes to bring up past and Absolutely. all the things you Remind did. You yeah, it's like if you don't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's, there's a real enemy to fight, and I think a lot of times in church we we forget that, we you do. know. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the tell of the tape. That's really much. neat. I really like yeah. that story. It's very that admirable. Is, that is a truly phenomenal uh, testimony you have there to offer. It is just um, relating to that, though. I've noticed from what um, I've seen with Unchained Motivation, the work you're doing, that there does seem to be a sort of emphasis on young people, uh, teenagers. You said in particular, you uh, relate to very well. Um, when did you realize you had that sort of passion? To help young people, um, it was funny because um, I never thought of myself being like a like a speaker. Um, <laughs> I think most of us grow up want to be like a professional athlete or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mom always tells this story about uh, me going to get my first haircut like when I was three years old, and um, the barber looks at me and said, "That young man's going to be a preacher one day." Oh. And you know, I bet you could like you couldn't have paid my mom to believe that with all the crap that I was doing. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, you. you probably couldn't pay her to believe that but um, everything just began to um, I believe God allows certain things in our life to shape us and mold us and uh, I believe reflection is is important so um, you know again with everything that was happening and everything that was going on um, you know my pastor is very um, adamant about um, you know letting your character talk for you and I think with the uh, the life change and the thing that like he he watched me grow, he watched me change, he watched me transform, and um, he just started giving me um, like little small tasks here and there, like leading a Bible study or just prayer. And it's, it's not like he throw me into the fire, but you know he just kind of watches from a distance, and mm-hmm. um, you know he's good about you know encouraging and building. And my, my the first time I ever uh, you know preached was at the uh, was was in our was to our youth group, and. Um, you know, I just gave them, you know, just w- whatever I had. It wasn't really anything that was, uh, it wasn't super pretty. Is And this thing, I always rely on God to, to give me the word to speak. And, he you promised know, he would. Yeah, yeah. And the, the thing is, is that I watch how they responded. Um, and even then, you know, we used to, we used to chaperone uh, youth trips. And um, I would watch how, um, you know, they would, you know, cling to me and uh, we just like I joke around with them. Like I'm almost like a teenager when I'm with them. So <laughs> <laughs> I can be very immature with them. So <laughs> but but they enjoy that. Um, I, I think a lot of times as, um, you know, parents or adults, we can be too serious. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we, we forget that they're kids and they're still trying to figure out who they are mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out somebody that will listen. And, you know, and, and I've caught myself doing that, you know, with my, you know, with my stepdaughter. Um, where sometimes I could be too serious, you know, right. and, um, and I know that times when, when she would appreciate when I, you know, get loose and, you know, play around and joke around or, you know, tickle or, you know, fight, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, and so that's when I realized I had an actual gift because I could be around teenagers all day and, you know, they want to joke, they want to laugh, they want to play and I can cut up with them that, you know, they, um, you know, God has just, I don't, you know, I can't put a finger on it, but, but they're drawing them in some weird way. Um, but you know, it's like, um, but when I, 
when I go there to speak with them, I also realize too that you know I've been where you are, so it gives me um, a bit of confidence that they can understand what I'm saying and not feel like I'm coming and just talking about them because that's what their teachers told me about them, and 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 that's not the case. You know, I put myself in their shoes, and um, I don't hold any punches. I tell them exactly what you know I've gone through, um, you know what I've dealt with. Because if I just try to sugarcoat it, then they're not going to understand. Or if I just come to them and talk to them about their issues and their problems, they go, oh, here's somebody else telling us why we're lecture. Yeah. Right. yeah. So and, and I don't want it to be that way. Yeah. Um, you know, just recently I got to speak to um, Clinch River Community School last week. And it was great because I think out of like maybe 15 uh, kids or so, three wanted to sit after and talk about some things. And I think I think that's super impactful uh, because that shows that they want to change and they don't like their situation and they want to get better. Um, you know, and some kids don't come around that fast, but it's okay. But I understand that, um, I don't speak everybody's language. You know, my mm-hmm. sheep know my voice and, mm-hmm. and, and they'll respond to it. And that's great because I'm not trying to change the, the entire world, but mm-hmm. I can guarantee that at some point I will spark a couple of minds that will. Yeah. So, that's yeah. important. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And, you're not aware of this yet. I've been told I use that word too much. It's my favorite word. So I've oh, decided I, I could either stop using the word or I could just start counting it. So that's number one if you're keeping track of <laughs> that A lot word. of them do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, really just amazing there. Um, I want to take that chance. Something I always like to do when we're talking with a good Samaritan here is encourage our listeners that everyone can be a good Samaritan. Everyone can have that spirit of just going out of your way and doing something to improve someone else's life in the name of Jesus. And there's so many ways you can do that, because I know a lot of times, in relating to a lot of the things you've said, people will just defeat themselves, you know, believing that they don't have any particular talent or ability or skill that would allow them to be a good Samaritan or help someone else. Uh, but with what you were saying there about reaching out to the youth, essentially what I've taken from that is God gave you an ability to relate to young people. You recognized you could do that, and then you started applying it. Right. You know, so I'd take that chance to just remind our listeners, God has given you something you can do, whatever it may be. Maybe it's cooking lasagna, in which case cook lasagna and invite your neighbors over so they have a warm meal that night. Right. Everybody has something they can do right. mm-hmm. to help someone else. And all it is is like what you did there. Just find what can I offer and start offering it. Right. And you can see lives improve. Like you said, you had it. And again, thank God for seeing that. Thank God for what you're doing there um, to help people out. Do you care to tell us more about the creation of Unchanged Motivation? Um, yeah, it was, um, you know, I kept trying to find a tagline. Um, but I also thought about, um, when I thought about what I wanted to name the ministry, I was like, well, well what are you going to name it? What are you going to name it? Um, and at first I tried to brand it like the same as like my, my, my fitness brand, which is uh, Created New Fitness, which is Second Corinthians 5.17. I was like, well, now this needs its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought about, um, you know, like what did I struggle with the most? And that was literally like breaking free from everything that held me down for, for so long. And um, if you notice like on the videos now, you'll see a tagline um, on the videos that says um, break away from ordinary. And I think that's what the world is so used to being is just ordinary. I'm going to do this because they do it. I wear that because they wear those. We'll go eat this because they eat it. Um, nobody really wants to, to break away from anything. And it's kind of like this fear of changing, this fear of wanting to do more or be more. And <clears throat> I, I just kind of you know sat and I thought about it. You know, I think a lot of people are really wanting freedom. 
They they really don't like the situation that they're in. So I try in all aspects to, um, you know, go in and try to, you know, give a message that can create that freedom from whatever it is. So I wanted to stamp the uh, the, the the company with something that was memorable, um, something that um, if we came into the room, um, you're going to be free from something. Um, and the best way I could think about that was, was unchained, you know, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, th- that's pretty much that. That's where the concept came from. I wanted people to be free from whatever it is that they were battling. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. It explains it. It's very well, very well spoken. Yeah. <laughs> really not much. We can add to that <clears throat> other than say fantastic. <laughs> Number two, yeah. if keeping count, um, I guess just to follow up on that, then, uh, would you mind to explain to our listeners um, exactly what does Unchained Motivation bring? Um, if Unchained Motivation comes to a church or location, what, what does it bring? What exactly does Unchained Motivation do? Uh, we bring raw truth. Um, we bring uh, deliverance with that. So, again, I don't I don't come in to, to hold punches. I want to come in and, again, I'm a tell my story um you know and i think that's the thing that sets people free because there's somebody sitting in the seats that goes whoa i dealt with that too you know so i want to be the guy that walks in the room and say oh you dealt with that me too um you struggle with that i did as well and and that's what you can look forward to hearing is that you know when i come and 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 i speak it's going to be uh, the truth about who i am where i come from uh, my background um, I'll be even as uh, relevant to show you what I'm, to tell you what I'm struggling with now. Again, we all struggle with something, mm-hmm. and you know whether that's feeling undervalued, whether that's feeling inadequate, not good enough, uh, unloved, whatever that is. I think all of us have been through some of those emotions, and I think that when you tell your story and you put that out there, more people will be more apt to open up and you know just give it to God than you trying to dress it up and not really want to touch on subjects. And I understand what, there's a I guess we want to keep things, I, I guess, tactful is the word, or um, I guess, I don't, I don't know how you word it, but um, <laughs> we, we try to cover up a lot. And I just think, um, and, and, and uh, for lack of better words, I just think that's coward Christianity, where you just won't be brutally honest with people. Because, right. um, you know, there's been times where people have been brutally um, honest with me, and it's been well appreciated, because if I didn't hear the truth, um, there's probably not a, there's probably not a... Um, I don't think there's a way that I've actually could have been delivered or have come clean from my past had somebody not really told me the truth about what it is that I was dealing with or struggling with. Um, and so it's, it's really appreciated. So um, I want to do the same for others that, you know, when I come into the room, um, just know that I'm going to push your buttons just a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not mean um, at all. Um, I, I try to be, again, relative and, and likable. But at the, at the same token, I do want to address real topics. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you go into schools? Do you go into is it is it just churches or what is your goal? Both. With that? Is both. both. Um, okay. I'll go anywhere, anytime. Um, you know, until there's a, a definite route where I notice we're having more impact. You call, I'm coming. Um, that, that's definitely how it is. And uh, we, me and my team, started off at the beginning of the year. It's like, yo, we just want 
like we just want um, as much free content as possible. Um, so we haven't we haven't charged anyone. Uh, we haven't asked for an honorary. We haven't asked for any of that. So it's all voluntary. Uh, it's all voluntary. Wow. So Yeah. So it's like I just want to get the message out. I just want you guys to um, just experience, you know, what we're doing at a greater level and experience what Christ is going to do for you. So um, it's not about the money for me. You know, um, a kid coming up to me and say, you know, I really appreciate that. Somebody need to say it. Yo, that's a win for me. So if if a kid in a room has heard me, um, that that makes it all worth it. So again, it's not about the paycheck. The money just allows us to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That that's really all that is. So it's it's just a, a conduit to what God wants to do and how He wants to do it. Two things: um, if anyone wanted to support Unchained Motivation, how would be the best way for them to go about that? And also, if they wanted to contact Unchained Motivation, actually get you to come into their establishment or such, how would they do that? Um, they would do that for uh, mostly everybody's on Facebook. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, mostly everyone is on Facebook. So, I mean, you can definitely go to, um, facebook.com slash, uh, no chains on me. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It. So that's, uh, that's changed with an S, um, on me. Um, or they could find us at, um, Instagram.com slash no chains on me, but that's changed with a Z. So <laughs> they wouldn't let me use the S on that one. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's changed with a Z, but, um, but then also you could email us at, um, Keelan at UnchainMotivation.com. Uh, we're still building a website, so um, okay. so just we're going to put some more contact information out there, more relevant uh, information. So, and I believe a lot of the contact information is on the uh, uh, email that I sent you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's on that so little. So that'll be there for our viewers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, all that's on there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, um, I, I want to say, and, and my team is going to slap me because I'm certainly not the structural type. <laughs> um, but those are the only two that I can think of. But mainly, yeah, you can find us on uh, Facebook or Instagram for the most part. Um, we find most of our uh, viewers and followers on, on Facebook for the most part. So again, okay. facebook.com slash, uh, no chains on me. And then, of course, the email will probably be the best one. Um, you know, uh, Miss Stacy checks that a lot. So, um, again, that's Keelan at UnchainMotivation.com. Can you so, spell your name? Uh, K-E-L-L-O-N. Good question. See, I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. And um, how can people go about supporting Unchain Motivation if they felt led to? Um, um you can actually reach out to uh, to do us that uh, to do that as well. Like reaching out to us by email or uh, via mm-hmm. Facebook, you can message us on there. So our messenger is set up if you want to support us in that way. Um, we're also having, which we'll have more details on that if you want to share it later. But we're also having a fundraiser um, April twenty fourth. So we're actually trying to lock down um, trying to lock down a place for us to actually do that. However, uh, we're in the works as far as the fundraiser is concerned. Um, so again, if you guys want to, um, you know, message us or email us, um, make sure you attach your email or something like that, um, because we will be sending out um, donation letters or su- uh, support letters. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to um, give, uh, you guys can do that as well, um, because also we do have a um, we do have a podcast where people can actually go and donate that way. So we do have monthly subscribers that either pay like a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars, and um, that's at Anchor.fm/unchained. Uh, so they can, you know, support that way as well. So that keeps us on the air, you know, like yeah, what right, you guys do, right? right? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but they can also, again, do like a monthly contribution there. So, okay, whatever you do helps. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Number four. <laughs> My favorite question, usually the last question, um, I always like to ask: Do you have a favorite event or a memory from the work that you've done with Unchained Motivation? Um, I would say our favorite. Um, I would say our favorite place to go would be uh, Clinch River Community School. I would say my favorite um, 
event that we've done has been with uh, Breaking the Walls Ministries um, down in Nashville. Um, that was probably the most uh, impactful, I would say. Um, there was so much engagement. Um, I, I loved it. Um, I think just about the entire church came up for uh, prayer and just direction because I preached on, again, uh, self-awareness and knowing what you're capable of. And it was a different kind of message. Um, yes, it was scripture-based, but um, I get into a, a zone of um, just trying to uplift people um, because I don't like uh, going into arenas where people can be... Um, and I'm 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 gonna steal this term from a tattoo that I saw, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was uh, it was very um, eye opening when, when I read the tattoo, which we'll address that on our call tonight. But <laughs> um, but I don't want people to be comfortably numb. Um, mm. That was a a term. I was like, wow, people could be comfortably numb. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I definitely want to go in and and, and shake it up. Um, but I think for like a, a an older crowd, there's more engagement, and you, you just kind of feed off other. The people's energy uh, whereas if you're speaking to teens they hear it but it's kind of like they're staring at you like a deer in the headlights because they're trying to process what you're saying so they're also trying to uncover their feelings and hear you at the same time so that's our favorite place to go because we just love being with kids um, but we do love sometimes speaking to like the uh, the church atmosphere because it's live yeah. so yeah cool. that's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. I and this, I think this has been a very good uh, meeting, and I think people enjoy this. Yes, yeah. very much. Uh, appreciate all that you're doing to uplift the Lord and uplift mm-hmm. other people. Um, and thank you for being here with us. Certainly worthy of being called a good Samaritan. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed Absolutely. it. Appreciate it. Be sure to connect to our web channel at WLAF1450.com for a sneak peek of our Good Samaritan every Friday. Join us again next Saturday, 1030 a.m. on Radio 1450 a.m. 100.9 FM.